The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. From that time on, after Peter confessed that Jesus was the Messiah, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Then Jesus told his disciples, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world, but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay everyone for what has been done. Truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. The Gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and our Savior Jesus who is the living Christ. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks for this day for the many gifts that you have given to us and for the gift of your Son, Jesus, who was obedient obedient to you even to death on the cross and where you raised him to give us all the gift and promise of new life. Be with us and guide us and help us to go forth in your name to share your love with all. This we ask in your holy and your precious name. Amen. Today's gospel really goes well with last week's gospel. It's one of those you know, continuation stories, if you will, where you, you almost need to talk about both sets of gospel pericopes at the same time. You know, and so last week, last week, the question that I would have asked would have been, why did Jesus make his disciples walk 27 miles one way uphill to ask a question? Almost sounds like a drill sergeant, doesn't it? And of course, what was the question? There were two. Who do people say that I am? And of course, the answer was, well, some say Elijah, some say Moses, some say the prophets. And then he says, but who do you say that I am? And then we had Peter's confession, right? We had Peter's, and he, Peter goes, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And of course, Jesus commends Peter and says, you know, flesh and bone has not given this to you, um, but my Father in heaven and you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. Now, here's the question I have. Why, why that language? Now, of course, we can go through all kinds of different things, but first of all, they were in Caesarea Philippi. What's important about Caesarea Philippi? You see, Caesarea Philippi, like I said, was 27 miles north of Capernaum, and it was the center of paganism. 
there were all kinds of caves and rocks and stuff to pagan gods. So in the midst of a big city, in the center of paganism, Peter confesses that Jesus is the Messiah. And so some scholars say, well, you know, when Jesus said that you are the rock, right, and I'm going to build my church, it meant that Peter would be the head of the church on earth. And some scholars say, well, it's because of all those different caves and stuff that the church was going to be built and crush that pagan world. I don't know who's right and who's wrong, but that's two different viewpoints. And then just a few verses later, what do we have? Jesus is saying, well, okay, here's the game plan, guys. We have to go back to Jerusalem, and I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to have the elders after me, and I'm going to be put to death, and then I will raise, be raised from the, from the dead. And Peter steps in as the captain of the team, if you will, and says, coach, coach, this is not right. Heaven forbid it. And Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. For you have your mind set on human things and not on divine things. Now, the reality is, if we're going to be honest, you and I would not have gotten the answer right either there, I don't think. Because we are, we're human. And you could say that Peter, Peter got the who. Sounds like a Dr. Seuss book, doesn't it? <laughs> Peter got the who, but he didn't have the how right. He said, Peter knew that Jesus was the Messiah, but the how, that suffering and death? No. You're here. We want to keep you. We're going to do everything we can to keep that from happening. And then what happens next? If any of you, if any of you want to follow me, must deny yourself and pick up your cross. I don't know about you, but I'm not really fond of crosses. I don't want to walk with my cross. I don't want to carry my cross. I don't want to be nailed to my cross, right? I know what happened to Jesus when you think of it in that respect. But is that what Jesus is saying, that we're going to be nailed to the cross like he was? No. No. But as we think about, about all the things that are going on. So I'm going to ask, what burdens are you carrying in your life right now? I mean, we think of all the natural disasters that are going on in the world. We think of all the people that have so many things in their lives. But here it is, a beautiful sunny day. It's starting to warm up. It's just absolutely gorgeous. What are our burdens? It could be job-related. It could be health-related. It could be um, relationship-related. It could be a variety of anything, right? Now, first and foremost, I want you to understand, I am not saying that if you pick up your cross and follow Jesus, you're never going to have burdens. All right? I want you to hear that because I... I don't want someone to say, well, you know, if I do this, then if I do A, then B won't happen. But I want you to think about those burdens and how often 
do we put those things first in front of God? And the reality is probably all too often. Now, there are times that we're really good and we say, well, this is, and we're going to put God first, but we are humans. And we sin and have fallen short of the glory of God. And we oftentimes, we oftentimes put our own needs and our own wants and our own desires and our own everything first. And that is what Jesus is saying when he says you need to deny yourself. You need to deny that humanness of making sure that you think you can do it all on your own and you can do it by yourself and you have it all in control. And you need to pick up your cross. Because the good news for us, because if we try to do that, we're going to fail. The good news for us is what? That that cross, that cross that we pick up is already stained in blood by the one who died on that for us. And that one who gave of his life willingly in obedience to the Father was raised by God, given to each of us the gift and promise of new life. Wiping wiping our sins clean. Wiping our sins clean so that we can go forward in the name of God knowing that we have been given new life. But like I told the kids, like I told the kids, does that mean we get to just go around and do whatever we want? And the answer, of course, is no. Does that mean we still stumble? Absolutely. Do we still have our own burdens and our own sins and our own things that we try to put first? Yes, we do. But today, the good news is that we are reminded. We are reminded that we have been given a clean slate that we have been given good news and promise of new life. Because we cannot do anything. We cannot deserve, do anything to deserve that promise. That's why it's called grace. Because it's undeserved. It's given to us. I love and I know I've said this a hundred times to you all, and, and, and I just have to say it again. I love that third article of the Apostles' Creed where we are reminded in the explanation that we cannot, by our own understanding or effort, believe in Jesus Christ, our Lord, or come to him. But it's the Holy Spirit that calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies us in one true faith. Think about that. It's the Holy Spirit that calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies us. It's the Holy Spirit that calls us. It's the Holy Spirit that has come for us that we are able to, to walk this earth and believe in the promises of God that has been given to us. And so, I invite you. I invite you to walk with me. Sins and all. And let's pick up our cross.
And maybe not just pick it up and drag it, but let's pick it up and hold it high. Let's pick it up and hold it high and walk together as brothers and sisters in Christ and walk into this world so that all will come to know of that promise of God's love in their lives. So that all will come to know that Jesus is indeed Lord. May God's promise of new life be with you today and every day. And may you walk in that grace, that undeserved love. Amen.